Good morning. Nice to see you again. Uh, got the message at 9 o'clock last night that Pastor Charlie was sick. And he says, would you be able to? I said, absolutely. Because here's the thing. When um, many years ago when I was an associate pastor, my mentor, who was a senior pastor, and one of my professors at Moody Bible Institute, he um, unfortunately suffered from migraines. So there were many times on a Sunday morning I would get a call and say, now back in Chicago, many people call me Jimmy. And he'd call me up and say, hey, Jimmy, you got anything for this morning? I said, sure. So I, uh, I learned how to be prepared. So, and then I go into this mode of, well, what do I preach on? So I talk to Cheryl, you know, what do you think? And, I, and I, I go on my laptop and I look through things. And I kept coming to this one uh, sermon. Now, I've already done this, uh, not only this morning, but, uh, but, but before. And how do you pray when life is hard? You ever thought about that? Maybe you, you've gone through it. So I talked to her about it, prayed about it, said, Lord, and it kept coming back that this is the one that the Lord wanted me to do. And lo and behold, this morning after the service, this sweet, dear lady comes up to me with tears in her eyes and says, that was for me. I so much needed to hear that. I said, well, thank the Lord, because he's the one that wanted me to preach it. So, okay, you ready? If you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 26, okay? Matthew chapter 26. So, how do you pray when life is hard? Hard to do. Years ago, maybe you remember this, there was a movie that came out. There was a story about a famous boxer, James J. Braddock. He was known as the Bulldog of Bergen. And the movie was called Cinderella Man. And it's a great, it's, it's a great film. It's a lot about rags to riches story. He had it all. He, he, was, he was moving up in rank. He was getting ready to be, uh, to be the, top, the top contender. And then the great depression hit. And he, like many other, many other people back then, lost everything. I can remember uh, growing up as a kid. Now, um, I, I mentioned to somebody earlier today, my name Toth is actually Hungarian. I'm the second generation Hungarian. Uh, my, uh, my father's family came, through, came from Hungary to, through Ellis Island, settled in Chicago. And I can remember that when going up in my grandmother's attic, when I was a kid, 
there were barrels of clothes and brand new clothes, curtains, towels, things like that. And I remember going into the basement back then, and there was a separate part of the basement that had shelves of canned foods and all that kind of stuff. Why? Because these were the people that went through the Great Depression, and they were not going to be caught again with nothing. So this is a story about the famous boxer. So they lost everything. They lost their house. They get, if you've never seen the movie, watch it. They're living in this little apartment at, on, on the ground floor, even below ground, of this run-down apartment building. They, and they got three small kids. And it comes time to eat. And they're eating bologna, one slice per person. So he graciously gives his slice to his daughter. And then his wife looks at him and says, well, let's pray. Let's thank God for what he's given us. And as she sticks out her hands to hold his to pray, he pulls his hands back and says, I can't. I'm all prayed out. You ever been there? When life is so hard, you're all prayed out? I've shared with you before about our journey with our 40-year-old, our 40-year journey with our 40-year-old disabled daughter. And it's hard. Just, and we were back in Michigan um, almost the whole month of November and part of December because she had to have a feeding tube put in. So she's fed by a tube now. And lo and behold, at 4.30 yesterday morning, we get a call that the tube had come out. And she was in the emergency room. And over the years as a pastor, I've had counselees tell me of how they're struggling. And the most thing people struggle with when life gets hard, believe it or not, is prayer. Now, for believers, we would think that would be easy. But it's hard. It's so hard. And maybe, just maybe, maybe you've been there. Just maybe you're there now. Charles Spurgeon, the prince of, pre of preachers, and I, I can't wait to meet this guy when uh, we get to glory. He is quote, did, did you know that Charles Spurgeon's sermons are still printed in the newspapers in England today? Can you believe that? After all these years, he is quoted as saying, true prayer is the trading of the heart with God. True prayer is the trading of the heart with God. So, these, so what I'm going to give you is four heart attitudes of surrender. Because you know what? 
How do you pray when life is hard? So if you got your Bible there, turn with me to Matthew chapter 26. I'm going to read starting in verse 36. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he told his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He said to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little farther, he fell face down and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He asked Peter, So, couldn't you stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed. My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came again and found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. After leaving them, he went away again and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Heavenly Father, I do ask you, Lord, that you would help us to see what we need to see. Help us to hear the things we must learn and change the things we need to change. Lord, may this be an encouragement to those who find it difficult to pray when life is so hard. Especially encourage those who are having difficulty right now. And I do pray this in your name, Lord. Amen. So this is our base text. Just think about it. Jesus, his crucifixion is, up, is upcoming and drawing close. So he withdraws to pray. And, it, and the text says, he is deeply grieved. And may I add, he is deeply frustrated. Why? Because the guys he brought along keep going to sleep on him. He's looking for their support and their strength. And he turns around and says, what are you, what are you doing? Are you sleeping again? You ever been there? You ever been there so grieved and so frustrated on, on what's happening with you? And like I said before, maybe, maybe, just maybe you're there now. But here's the thing. In this text, Jesus doesn't give up. Now, that's a key for us. He doesn't give up and he doesn't throw in the towel. How many times when life gets so hard that, you know what, uh, not only do we have a hard time praying, 
but we, we just want to throw in the towel. Can I tell you something? After a 40-year journey with a severely disabled daughter, there have been times during those 40 years that I just want to throw in a towel. I, met, I probably mentioned this long ago, and, and, and only by God's grace, um, uh, married couples with handicapped children, there's an 80% divorce rate. It was 80% 40 years ago, and it's still 80%. And only by God's grace, Cheryl and I celebrate 45 years of marriage this year. But so many times I want to throw in the towel. But Jesus stays with it, despite the circumstances that he's facing. And let me tell you something, we, none of us will ever probably face what he faced. None of us. So here we go. Attitude number one on how to pray when life gets hard is to have the heart, is to have the heart of a child. Well, how do you get that from there? How does Jesus address God? Father. And this, and this is something that I have to remind myself all the time, that first and foremost in my life, I am still a child of God. Still. No matter how young, no matter how old we are, when we accept his free gift of salvation, we become a child of God. I'm going on 66 years old. You know what I am? I'm still a child of God. And he is my heavenly father. And when life is hard, it's important to remember that we are his children and that he hears us and cares for us. And this is something, you know what? This is something that, that, I, that I still have to grasp when I go to pray. Because here, not only in his eyes, but here on earth, when God has given me the, the chance to preach this and to teach it, you know, to, to people and pastors, here, watch this. I'm a child of God, then a husband, then a father, then a grandfather, then a pastor. Did you get that? Child of God, husband, father, grandfather, pastor. I do strongly believe that we sometimes forget that as believers, we are, as God's word tells us, we are his children. It sounds so simple, but it's also comforting because we have the Heavenly Father who we can go to, even when life is hard. You going through that right now? Have you gone through it? Attitude number one is to surrender and have the heart of a child. 
Attitude number two is a heart that sacrifices. They have a heart that sacrifices because Jesus says, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Many times when life gets hard, God is trying to do something in our lives, not only to change us, because the change could have something to do is that he wants us to give something up. Years ago, um, I had a chance that at age 22 to um, be a professional major, uh, major league baseball umpire. Go through the schooling in Florida and, and get all that done, start, start from the bottom and work my way up. Um, but when you start from the bottom, there's a lot of traveling and stuff. And I didn't think that that was a lifestyle that Cheryl and I wanted. So I passed it up. And as God worked out my life, he made me a pastor. Something that was totally not in my, my thoughts. But then he gave me this burden for people to help people and help churches. So I can remember sitting um, with three Moody Bible Institute professors, and we would have lunch, and as I was going through my studies and stuff, and I said to them one day, this is so cool, you, you are going to get this. I said, you know what? I really got a burden in my heart, not only to help people, not only to help people who are struggling, but to help churches that are struggling to help them get through that. And I kid you not, they all went like this. Oh, Jimmy, you have no idea. You have no idea what you are asking for. But, but that's been my heart of all of these years pastoring. Is, 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 is to care for people and help them who are struggling and churches who are struggling. I've uh, seen now, I've pastored five churches, three of them were messy. Real messy. And you know what? Here it is. To some people, I'm like the, like the white knight in shining armor. You know what I am to the other people? The grim reaper. Because you know what people don't like? I heard it. Change. Come on, don't, don't we all struggle with change? You know, it's bad enough. It's bad enough when, when God is calling me to change, but it's even worse. Don't you dare change my church. So if you've ever known a pastor where God has given him that calling to help struggling churches, pray for that man, because I'll tell you what, he's got a hard job. My wife could tell you how the battle scars have affected not only her, but our six children. But when we have a heart 
that sacrifices. And if you're going through a hard time right now, he's asking you to sacrifice something. Could it be something that means a whole lot to you? Absolutely. But I do know this, that the Lord will purposely, now get this, the Lord will purposely at times make our life hard to get our attention. Because there's something in our life he wants to get rid of. It's something in the way of our spiritual growth. And for everybody sitting here today, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you there's something in each one of our lives that the Lord is trying to get out. Are you there? You there right now? Because it can get hard. It can even get harder. Look when David, in Psalm 51 and Psalm 32, when God pressed on David, after finally, after one year, after one year, he finally confessed his sin with Bathsheba. One year. Why? Because the Lord, because he wrote, because I felt the Lord's heavy hand upon me. So how do you pray when life gets hard? You pray with the heart of, of a child. And you pray with a heart that sacrifices. Attitude number three is a heart that gives up self. What do you mean gives up self? Do you know, I don't have to tell you this, do you know that many times we are our own worst enemy? And I love this um, in uh, Acts chapter 9. You don't have to turn there, but you, you, know, you know the story. Paul meets Jesus on the road, Okay? And now there's this man called Ananias. So God calls Ananias. Listen, this is what he says. There was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, this is a key phrase here. Here I am, Lord he says, get up and go to the street called Straight, the Lord said to him, to the house of Judas, and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, since he is praying there. In a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and placing his hands on him so that he may regain his sight. And what does Ananias say? Lord, I'm paraphrasing it now. Lord, haven't you heard about this guy? You want me you want me to do what? This is the guy who has authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. You want to do you no, you want me to do what? You got to be kidding me. 
But who was Ananias thinking about? Himself. Oh. So let me ask you a question. Since it's just us. Okay? Shh. When's the last time life, when life was so hard and you've been praying and you've come to the point and said, here I am, Lord. It's just us. Hmm? When's the last time? And sometimes to say that, he may require something of us, even to the point of something like Ananias. You want me to do what? And let me tell you from my own experiences, that could be exactly what he's waiting to hear. Maybe you're afraid to do it. Wasn't Joshua afraid? When God told him, you're the man. Oh, no, not me. Moses, he's the man. And Joshua teaches, no, Moses is dead. Do not be afraid. I will never leave you or forsake you. And I'll tell you what, if he said it to Joshua, it means the same to us. Here I am, Lord. What is it you want me to do? We can get so much in the way of God, try, what he's trying to do in our lives when, when we have the heart attitude that everything is about us and not about what he's trying to do. Last one, attitude number four. A heart that sees God's grace. Now, in the biblical counseling world, because that's really, really what I do, in the biblical counseling world, this is called uncomfortable grace. You ever heard that? It's called uncomfortable grace. Uncomfortable grace is something we often don't, don't consider when life is hard, but it's something the Lord extends to us because of his love for us. And this is what uncomfortable grace does. It makes us uncomfortable. I went to school to learn that. Uncomfortable grace that the Lord gives us is, is supposed to make us uncomfortable. But it's full of his grace because that's what he does to change us. Remember, change is hard. But in order for us to see this, here, here's the thing. We need to focus vertically and not horizontally. Did you get that? The more we focus on what's going on here, 
and all the circumstances, and oh, life is hard, and oh, what's going to happen now? And oh, babe, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, what's going to happen? What, what, tomorrow, I, I don't know. Yeah, but it's probably going to be bad. But if we focus on vertically, in that, in the connection we have between a heavenly father and the child of God, we said, Lord, you know what? Even though I may not understand everything you're doing, I am here to learn to do whatever you want me to do. But it's hard to do that. And I'm not telling you, I'm not standing up here telling you that it's easy. It's hard. When life is hard, it's, it's hard to pray this. Lord, do whatever you want to do with me. Here I am. If we focus, if we focus too much on everything else and miss the vertical, Lord, we miss seeing his grace and how life is. But uncomfortable grace is supposed to make us feel uncomfortable. And hear me, hear me when I say that. That whenever life is hard, God is ruling over every situation. He is not up in heaven going, oh man, I didn't know that was going to happen. He rules over every situation. He rules over every location. Everywhere that he has sent Cheryl and I for churches for me to pastor and try to get back on track, he has been there. In fact, he's even gone before me. And he has used everyone to change, to change me, to, to really help me to see things in my heart that needed to be changed. That's what he does. And whatever he does is always the best for us. We may not see it. We may not see it right away. We may not even believe it. But his word tells us that it's for our good and his glory. And whatever he calls us to do, he'll give us the grace to do it. That's why when Ananias says, are you, are you sure? What does Ananias do? He goes and does it. He does it. So let, let me ask again, when's the last time when life was hard and you had trouble, you had trouble praying that fi well, finally when you were able to talk to him, you said, here I am, do whatever you want to do. Because when life gets hard, we need to remember that we're children of God. Please, never forget that. And that we need the hard attitude of one of sacrifice to give up something that maybe he wants us to give up. We need to have a heart that just gets rid of self. And Lord, it's all about you and not about me. It's all about others and not about me. 
and to have the heart attitude that sees his grace even though it may not be comfortable to us. So I'm going to close with this one thing. I got one word. I got one word for you to take this home. If you've taken nothing what I've said yet, one word on how to pray when life gets hard. One word. You ready? Surrender. 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 Father, I thank you so much for your, your word, your grace. I thank you so much, Lord, that you will do whatever it takes in our lives, even through the hard times, to help us to take focus off of ourselves and put it on you, put it on the vertical. That spiritual connection we have with you. Help us always to remember we are your children. And that, Lord, give us the heart attitude that is one of sacrifice, that we forsake ourselves, and, Lord, and that we're able to see your grace. Lord, encourage those that are having a hard time right now. And, Lord, when, when the hard time comes, help us to remember these things. And I pray this in your name. Amen.